thank you so much for inviting me. It's really nice to be here, just to encourage you. And um, uh, I was talking to a friend recently who came for a coffee here, um, not during your service, but she came upstairs and they were having coffee. And she said you could really sense it was a place where Jesus was worshipped. And this was just, you know, outside of your services. And uh, they said they'd been before, quite a few years before, before you'd been here. And uh, they said that the difference was incredible. They just, they just really sense that Jesus is worshipped here. So just to encourage you, that was really nice. So, um, yeah, so thanks for, for inviting. Thanks for partnering with CAP. That's really great. I'll explain a little bit about how that partnership works and, and how sort of on a church level, but also on an individual level, you can, you can get involved and be part of what CAP are doing. I have been before. I don't know how many of you heard what I said before or here. Some of you were, I know, some not. So um, what I'm hoping to do is, is to not just repeat what I said before, but say enough so that you actually realise what I'm talking about. I'm not starting, you know, from a point where you want to go back a few steps. Um, so I'll explain a little bit. Sorry if I'm repeating some bits, but as I say, I'll, I'll only do do as much as, as I think I, I need to. And if you want to find out more, then please speak to me afterwards. We've got I've got a table full of stuff here, including uh, a book that explains all about the beginnings of Cat, which I think is a very encouraging book. Um, so just for free, you can take away. So I'll explain a bit more about the resources later. So, um, so CAP, Christians Against Poverty, that's what it's talking about. We're not talking about headwear or um, putting a limit on bills or anything like that. CAP, Christians Against Poverty, founded in the 1990s by a chap called John Kirkby to help people who are struggling with debt. Not, not just a debt that you know, they have sort of maybe have to pay off each month, but people that are really desperate, that can't see a way out. Um, last time I spoke a lot about how Jesus met people at their point of need, whether it was their health or whether it was their being an outcast or, or wherever. Um, and this is one way of meeting people at their point of, of need. This time I want to spend a little bit more time really talking about um, how... Uh, we can be involved, how you can be involved. Um, all the, the scriptures are all based on the scriptures that have been given to CAP or have been shared from head office over the last few months or that have come up in our prayer meetings. So they're sort of scriptures that have been sort of directional or, or, places, uh, or just encouraging for the work of CAP. So, you know, hopefully that will all help you feel part of what CAP's doing and how it's uh, progressing. Um, so, CAP started, just in Bradford, started by a, a chap who needed help because he was in debt. He struggled, he finally had found a Christian that helped him. He then thought, I could help other people with these problems. So he started just helping people in the local area. But of course, he was then limited to that local area and CAP grew and it grew and they wanted to reach out to people all over the country. So what they've done and what they do is they partner with churches or groups of churches in our case that's all over the country. So wherever there's a church or a group of churches that want to help people with these problems in the community, they want to have uh, a, a, a way of, of, of offering people real hope and practical solutions, um, wherever there's a place that, that will do that, they train up somebody like me called I'm a debt coach. And what I do, I'm just a link between the people here in Swale and 
head office, which is where all the advice comes from. So I'm just that link person. It's the only debt service where, off, where people are actually going in face-to-face to clients. There's other people that do a sort of a similar service to us as far as the debt help is concerned, but it's normally online, it's on the phone, and people never see the same face, never see the same person. But this is it's quite unique in that we are able just to walk into people's lives and into their homes, and it's such a privilege, such a privilege. In Swale, there are uh, a group of churches. So there's my church, which is Community Church Sheppey. Sorry if I've just made a noise on the recording there. <laughs> um, your, your church, Hope Church. The lead church is actually Holy Trinity, uh, the, the Anglican church here. Um, there's also Sittingmore Baptist and the Methodist Church help a lot as well. And there's other churches that are just sort of friends of ours as well, you know. And all of those main churches give a bit towards the running of the centre. Um, obviously, the, the, the advice needs lots of people at head office, so churches contribute towards that advice, towards the, the, uh, the cost of all of that, and all the, the paperwork and the books and the literature and everything we get as part of the money that we send out. So your church is, is part of that giving. It enables us to give to the fee. It's not really a fee, but a contribution to head office, and it enables me to work a few hours a month as well which is really lovely. So that's how it works with, with the churches. Um, each of those churches also then give a, have a representative who then meet together every couple of months just to, make, you know, to, to direct and to lead what we actually do within the centre. So we might want to, say at Christmas, for instance, you very kindly were helping us collect for the hampers. So we decide what, what we're going to do uh, for clients, maybe client events, maybe uh, just how we're going to organise the finances. Uh, and I report back up to them about the people that become debt-free, particular things that we need to pray about, uh, and the people on that steering committee then can report back to their churches as well. So hopefully everybody can hear what's going on all the time. I'll talk a bit more about that um, steering committee a bit later on. Now, as you, you said, as you, as you prayed, Gordon, it's so incredible that we can just literally walk into clients' lives. And when I say we walk into their lives, I really mean that. When, when people start talking to you, some people say to me, I've never shared this with anybody at all. They've got close family members who have got no idea they're in debt. Um, but also, the debt is often as a result of something else. It may be a bereavement, a job loss, a sickness, um, mental health problems, and People are so incredibly open when you walk in. You just, they, people are just sharing within minutes of you being there. And, and I think because we're talking about something quite intimate in money, it's very personal, isn't it? Very, um, and because I'm, I'm there and because we come to their homes, they, they just start sharing almost straight away. And it's, it's so lovely that that we have that opportunity. And what I want to just share a couple of verses now about how we then take Jesus into that situation. Because I can take financial advice in. I've got little books that I can say, look, this is the process. You, I, you know, We collect the information. It sends up dead office. They come up with a good route for you. It might be this. We stick by you. We help you through this. I can give them uh, sort of an ABC of this is how we can help you with your finances. 
but there's so much more that Jesus can help them with. Um, Adam mentioned about the uh, uh, Smith's toys. Smith's toys, isn't it? Yeah. Smith's toys going in. You know, there's all these things that, that, that people need, and we're not. We're not saying God is like a slot machine, and you just walk in and oh, I'll have this, I'll have that. Um, but I know that I'm going in there with Jesus, who can meet every need, every need that is shared with me. I know Jesus is there. So the big thing that the churches can help with and that we can do together is to provide those links, not just for financial help, for other help as well. People that are lonely, people that need somebody because they, they've been bereaved, people that just can't get somewhere because they haven't got a lift, they, they can't get to hospital appointments or whatever. There's all sorts of other ways that we can help people if, we're, if we've got that link. Uh, and I was just thinking about Smith's Toys as well. Isn't it great that we, when we go into that place and, and see what God has for us, that he's paid the price. <laughs> he's paid the price. When parents go in, they might think, oh my goodness, look at the cost of all of this. But we don't need to do that. Jesus has paid that cost. He's paid that cost for forgiveness. He's paid that cost for peace. Um, he's paid that price. So I want to look at a couple of scriptures that really sort of um, sort of give a snapshot, if you like, of the way God desires us to live and be ready to meet people, to be ready to bring Jesus into situations. Uh, and the first one is when Jesus was dedicated at the temple. It's Luke 2, verses 22 to 40. I'm not going to read all of it, so I'll just, I'll just tell you which verses I'm going to read. But to set the scene, Mary and Joseph, of, of Jesus has been born and to re- fulfill the requirements of the law, they've gone up to the temple to present him to the temple. And I'm going to read verse 25 first, if I can. Okay, so there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And verse 33, I'm not, I'm not missing out a bit. You can, you can read the other bits. I'm not sort of... Um, is that 33? Right, okay. So, um, so, he, he, so this Simeon, he was there waiting. He was there at a point of, of waiting for the consolation of Israel. Um, and he, he sort of he just sort of burst forth in, in, in like a poem, like a song of worship. And Mary and Joseph marvelled about what was what was said. So here we have a really a young couple. They've had all the the hassles in that you know. They, apart from the amazingness of being told they were going to have the Son of God, they then had all that awful trip to to Bethlehem. They had um, they had all these things happening with kings arriving and shepherds happening. And you can, can you imagine how perhaps overwhelmed and, and amazed they are by all this that is happening, apart from just the normal overwhelmingness of having a, being a new parent and, and having uh, this baby. But on this special day when they go to the temple, they, they met two people that were actually expecting them. And their devotion to God meant that they were ready and waiting for this special arrival. So there's people... You know, just translating that to, to CAP clients, they're people that have got all these things going on in their lives. They, they might be burdened down, they've got illness, maybe they've got, they've got the financial worries, maybe they've, got, they've just been left by a partner, 
maybe they've got a landlord that's trying to evict them. They've got all sorts of worries in their minds. But how wonderful if they can meet someone who is ready to bring Jesus into that situation. Do you see where I'm going with this? We, I, and people working with CAT, we need to be, and as churches as well, ready to meet people in these situations. So Simeon's response was this really high um, sort of, uh, uh, song. But then if we read 36 to 38, there's another lady called Anna as well. I'll read it from here just in case my version is different. So there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping and fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. I think that's the, that's the last one. So another lady who was ready, she'd been dwelling with God, she'd been there waiting. But not only did she acknowledge Jesus there, she acknowledged him before the congregation. So she was then sort of saying, look, this is what Jesus, this is Jesus, this is what he can do for you. And when I visit clients, I want to be like Anna. <laughs> I want to be someone who has spent time with God, who is ready to say, here is Jesus, and this is what he can do. Um, and that, would, that should be the same for all of us, shouldn't it? We should be whether we're um, at work, whether we're meeting parents at the school gate, wherever we are, are we... Have we got Jesus there to, to be ready to say, here is Jesus, he can step into your situation? Are we paying attention to what God's doing in, around us? I, I was I'm just going to repeat that phrase about walking into the lives of others. If we, if we meet people, we're sort of touching their lives. It may be friends from, from I don't know, a, an art class we go to or, or people at work, anyone that we come across. Are we ready when we walk into their lives, are we equipped with Jesus? Are we taking him with us? And are we alert and thinking, what's God doing in this person's life? Because God doesn't just work when we're there. It's a surprise, isn't it? Actually, God does quite a lot when we're not there. He's been working in people's lives. You might, we talk about being a link in a chain or just one, one sort of seed that's sown. But that shows that God has been working in this person's lives. Are you ready and alert thinking about what God has done. And I'm thinking about, um, just thinking about our engagement with CAP and as a church and also individually as well. That God is at work in all different areas. We saw earlier that, that um, Mary and Joseph marvelled at what God was doing. A bit earlier in the chapter it says that, that Mary pondered on the works of God. And I think we need to ponder on the works of God. What is God doing at this moment in, in different levels. What's he doing in your life? Are you actually thinking about what's he doing? You know, is he, what's he pruning? What's he doing to bring you closer to him? What's he teaching you at the moment? Because he's at work. It's not just you sort of float along doing nothing and then maybe occasionally something happens or God teaches you a little thing and then you float along. He's at work. His, his works are happening. Are you thinking about, are you pondering the works of God in your life? And in church life as well, 
what's happening in the church at the moment. I mean, in our church, we, we've got some sort of changes going on. God's working, God's doing things. Maybe are you sort of thinking, who's he bringing in? Where's he guiding us to? Um, so I'll be pondering the works of God. And then in our communities as well, this is where the caps sort of come in. Are we thinking about what's God doing in our community? What's, what's he preparing us for? What, where are we fitting in to that? This is, oh, no, sorry. Okay, dodgy mic, that's all right. So, you know, I'd really encourage you to ponder what God's doing on every level, but today particularly to ponder what's God doing in your community and how could you get involved? Is CAP something that you individually would like to get involved in as well as the church? Obviously, you are involved as a church or, you know, you're on that steering committee, you are um, a partner church and we really value that. What's God working on? I'm just going to read a psalm as well, Psalm 111. Uh, and this was brought to a, a Swale CAP prayer meeting quite recently and I just want you to sort of think about how often it's talking about the works of God. What's God doing? And those works are all, it's given lots of adjectives. So we'll sort of pick up some of those. It starts with, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright and in the congregation. And isn't that just like Anna? You know, that's just what she did. She gave thanks in the congregation. But it goes on, great are the works of the Lord. So think of all the adjectives for the works. They're great. And they're studied by all who delight in them. They're full of splendor and majesty is his work. And his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the, work, the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nation. The works of his hand are faithful and just, and all his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have good understanding. His praise endures forever. And I just think, you know, it's so good when I mean, we're thinking about what God's doing. Those works that he's doing, they're great. They're studied by all. They're honourable. They're glorious. They endure. You know, it's, it's, it's part of us building uh, with stones and not, and not, not on the sand with, with straw. We're actually building God's kingdom. If we're seeing what he's doing, where he's working, whether it's individually, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the community, Let's see what God's works are, where he's going. And through Cap, we can just walk in to those lives where he is at work. He's at work all the time. And um, somebody again shared at a, a prayer meeting recently that, God, that Jesus can walk into clients' nice lives supernaturally, just like he walked into that upper room when the doors were locked. Jesus walks into people's lives. So... Often I can see, even if I, before I've been there, that I can see that God has been working, God has been leading. Even just for them to contact an organisation where Christians against, it's, it's totally in the title, Christians Against Poverty. We, we don't hide Jesus. Everything that Cat does is because of Jesus. Jesus is at the centre, he's the reason for everything. 
So we're totally upfront about it, you know, they, you see, you know, the, the clues in the name, you know, we don't, we don't, actually CAP could get a lot more finance and all sorts of things if we sort of ditched the Christian side of it and just became a, a debt, there'd be all sorts of grants and financial things available, but, but, but no, it's the central tenant of, of, of CAP is that Christi, Christianity, Jesus is at the heart. So he's at work in people's lives. CAP is a vehicle that we can have to, to contact those people's lives. It's not us imposing on them or dragging God into the situation. Um, he is there already in their lives. He's working. So which of his works is he calling you to be part of? Works that he's already doing, that he's, he's with. We want to cooperate with what God's doing, don't we? I mean, we definitely need to be cooperating with what he's doing in our lives, thinking about the three areas that I mentioned. So in our own personal lives, are we cooperating with God? Are we doing what you know, he's asking us to do? Are we seeing how he's moulding us and pruning us? And we certainly have a role in the church. I mean, whether you've got a titled role or you're, you're, you're just here this morning, you've got a role. You're living stones working together, and each one does a job supporting each other. I mean, all the bricks in a house are, have got a job, haven't they? They may not be called... I, I, I apologise if my, job, my um, architectural skills aren't very good. But some elements of a house building have got names, haven't they? Like lintel or, or um, doorpost uh, or something. They've probably got proper names. You, know, you think, well, that does that job. It, it supports above the window to stop the bricks falling. But other things are just bricks. But if they weren't there... You wouldn't have the house, would you? You can't just have the named bits of the house without the rest of the structure, can you see? So in the same way, in the church, everybody's got that job. Everybody is needed. If you had a few bricks missing in your wall, you'd soon feel the wind whistling in. It's the same with the church. If some parts of the church are not doing their job, if they're not there, there's a bit of a hole. But the third area, the most important area for today, as far as I'm concerned, which is why I'm here, is how... Can you be involved in your community? Obviously, already as a church, you've got involved and partnered with CAP, which is wonderful. And practically, you can be more on board with that, you know, more aware of what's happening. Um, so you already support CAP through the, through the church, but there's things individually you could do. So I'm going to just give you a few things. Um, we have got a prayer letter. I've got a few copies here. Um, so if you would like to have um, to be praying for CAP, we, ne we never give actual names for clients and things, so we've always got just initials. We never do anything that could identify somebody. But there's people, there's people sort of facing tests for cancer. There's people that have just been bereaved. There's people that need help. They need prayer. And we want to see God moving in their lives. So, so please, either individually or if you're holding prayer meetings or if you're praying on a Sunday and you think there's a particular element that you would like to you know, focus on in prayer, so please keep the, the prayer letter. Um, you can have that one today. It's produced every couple of months and we will, we will continually supply you with the prayer letter when it comes out. So you can always get hold of the most up-to-date one. Um, you could, you could give. As a church, you already give, I know. But if you feel led to give, I'm not going to major on this. This is not the main reason I'm here. Is it because I'm moving? <laughs> um, 
So if you, if you feel you know, like you'd like to support financially, you could either support the local centre um, or you could support nationally. Nationally, um, it obviously just all goes into a big pot. Locally, our, the money from the churches just about covers what we pay to head office and my wages. So extra things enable us to do other things. First of all, it enables us to have sort of run the office expenses, if you like. So, you know, the mobile phone, printing, those sorts of things. They're fairly minimal, but it, it all helps. But it also, locally, we can do things like at Christmas with the hampers. We can give people hampers. They were so, um, they were so uh, gladly received this Christmas. Um, somebody actually said to me, well, Christmas wouldn't have come to this house without this. Um, that's the only bit of Christmas that they had. Uh, so those things uh, we can do if we have a bit more money sort of locally. Um, a big thing that I do is that every time I go to see somebody, I always take somebody with me. We call them befrienders. We've got um, some befrienders from different churches. If you think that you are available, especially during the day, because that's normally when we meet people. But if you would like to be a befriender, then please talk to me, because you don't have to know anything about finance. You just need to want to be a friend. You need to want to care for somebody. Um, befrienders can do all sorts of things. They might just sort of keep the dog from jumping on me while I'm trying to talk to the person. Well, I, they might be entertaining a toddler if it's a young mum, for instance. They might just be, be there Sort of praying in the background while I'm speaking um, and just perhaps um, offering uh, little comments or something just to reassure the person maybe they think perhaps they might even ask a question that they think maybe if I haven't made something quite clear they might say oh so what about this then is that so that I just to make sure that everything is clear um, they often pray for the, the client at the end of the meeting as well. And sometimes they can offer to do other things. Like if they've got a car, sometimes befrienders have taken people to appointments or um, just got together with them for coffee just to try to build that friendship. Because ultimately what we want, or what we'd love to see, is people not just experiencing Jesus' love through uh, having help with their finances, that they see the whole picture of what the church is doing, that they get, they get drawn in to a local church, that they get rooted and established in their faith, that they become a disciple. So that's what ultimately we want. So the more, um, the more people that are there to, to just carry on that friendship, to, to build those relationships, the better. Um, I can't do that for every single person. It's just not, not possible. But if you're free during the day and you'd like to, you don't have to make a commitment today, but if you'd like to find out more about that, please let me know. Um, each church has a church rep and you're, you have a vacancy at the moment to be the, the, the church representative. That doesn't mean you have to be a befriender. You could do both or you could just do this. The church representative would just need to come along to an evening Zoom steering committee once every two months. Um, and it's a, it's a two-way thing. So I, you, the rep can hear what's been happening. They can find out what's been happening in clients' lives and, and what the centre's been doing and then share that back on a Sunday or in your newsletter, however you want to do it. People do it in different ways, however works for your church. But also can let me know things. So, for instance, 
if you've got a church picnic coming up, you know, I can, or if you've got a, a course starting, uh, you know, like an Alpha course type thing, or Christianity Explored, those sorts of courses, if you've got little leaflets and things about them, and I can, if I've got a client that I think is interested, I could say, ah, this church is doing this if you're interested. Do you see what I mean? I can, I can be a link to get that information to clients as well. And obviously, if then you've got somebody from this church who's there, you can say, well, I'm going to this picnic. Would you like to come with me? Do you see what I mean? Or I'm going to this ladies' meeting or this men's meeting. You know, would you like to come along? This is what happens. You can come along. So that, that would be a, a, a really good role to, to play. Um, and also, for everybody, just to know that Cap's here. So I would ask everybody, if you could, to take a leaflet or two just to have so that if you hear of somebody that you think needs help you know perhaps somebody at work is just has just opened up a bit about struggling with one of your family members or anybody you know you can point them you can signpost them to cap so please take that so you know just you knowing what cap does and where it is would be great um and I say, I've got all other resources as well if you're interested. We've got books uh, about the, the starting of CAP. There's stories, and that is a book called Journeys of Hope, which is just stories that, that clients have uh, of their journey from debt to, um, to freedom from debt, but also freedom in other ways as well. Um, there's other little testimonies here as well, locally, of people. So if you're interested, please just come and have a chat, which would be really lovely. Um, do you want to have a time for a question now? Have we got time? If there's any, has anybody got a question now? Something that you think that is blindingly obvious that I've missed, then do shout. If not, don't worry. Um, but please come and ask any questions that you'd like. So, thank you for for having me again today, and. And I do hope that you feel, if nothing else, you feel that you understand a bit more about what's happening through CAP, through your church. Um, and if I haven't made myself clear, you can ask any questions to go on <laughs> so I can say anything else. Yeah, just a quick one. You mentioned about platform befriending. I've had the privilege of coming along and helping with yeah. a, a befriending that. Um, if someone wants to find out about that but not commit to it, do you do training? Is that right? Do you do, yes, do you still do we do. <laughs> yep, yep. So you can, you can ask a bit about it today as well um, and if if you do want to take that step then we've got uh, a, a couple of ladies who run the befriender training it normally takes place over two or they've done it different ways sometimes two or three evenings sometimes a longer sort of a day session on a Saturday but that could be fitted around the person who or the people that are coming along you know if they're working full-time Whatever, what they would prefer. But yeah, that would, the befriender would be given training. Um, you'd also have to sign a confidentiality thing because you're listening to people's financial details. Um, but full training would be given um, to anybody who would like to. And, and that wouldn't commit you either. You could come along to find out more. You could come along to some of the training sessions and then think, actually, no, I can't do that. Or you might think, yes, this is me. This is what God's calling me to do. Uh, and just another thing, obviously, knowing how you work. So you serve most of Swale, don't you? Um, and so when you've got befrienders, you're kind of really looking for someone that might be local. So if it's someone on the island, then obviously it might be more advantageous to have a befriender that's local. Yes. And so sometimes people might be waiting just a little bit to find a suitable person to... 
you'd be friended with them. Yes, yeah. I, I can't dictate where the, where the clients come from. So I cover the whole of the island. I cover ME10, so the central sitting board, and ME9, which covers lots of the little villages around the outside. And obviously the advantage of having a befriender that comes from the localist church, you know, uh, is that you could then say, well, I'm going along to this. Would you like to come with me to this? Or um, our church does this, or our church offers that or whatever's, whatever's happening, you know, to try and link that person in. Um, so I start two new clients every month, and obviously they take a few months, weeks or months to get through, depending on their situation. Um, each client has three main meetings with them, so ideally it would be good to have the first meeting and then follow through. My first meetings are normally on a Wednesday morning, so Wednesday mornings are particularly, if you're free on a Wednesday morning, would be particularly good. Um, uh, after that, they tend to be in different places, but we can always agree together when we're at the first meeting, when the next meeting will be, to make sure that everybody can make that meeting, if you see what I mean. Um, but it, the, the more uh, friends we've got, the more I can match the right person. So if it's a young mum, it's nice to take another young mum along sort of thing, and they can say, you know, perhaps go to a mother and toddlers together or something like that. If it's a, you know, a retired gentleman, they might, you know, it's no good taking a young lady along. They can't, there's a limit to how much they can befriend. Um, it's much better to have someone that can say, oh, look, come along, come on, I get to go out for a coffee or something. Um, so I try and match people up, as I say. So you don't, you might go some weeks without having any anybody, and then you might have somebody that you actually spend a lot of time with that's quite intense or it might be that you know you might see we might go and see somebody and that person doesn't want to continue I can't, you know it doesn't not everybody goes through the whole process some people just drop out unfortunately um, so yes it's a little bit it, it's not a precise role if you see what I mean brilliant yeah well big hands again for Wendy thank you Wendy